You're listening to The Big Possible Show with your host, Noah Scott. It's time to break through the limits and achieve all you can imagine. All you can imagine. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Big Possible Show. Noah Scott signing on with another fun and exciting guest today. Our guest today, Jennifer Alemani, is an author. And after losing the love of her life two and a half years ago, she began to transform her life through loss and her first book, Mark, My Love, was born. She speaks openly about her grieving process and being okay with not being okay sometimes. In her memoir, Mark, My Love, she explores love loss and looking at life differently. Welcome to the show, Jennifer. How are you? Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here and have this conversation. Fantastic. So do you want to just, for the listeners out there that don't know you, do you want to just fill them in with a little bit about who you are and, and what you do outside of that bio? Yeah, I mean, right now I'm, I'm, I'm an author, a first-time author, indie author. Let me make that clear. Um, I was formerly a human resource professional, actually, for 22 years. Um, and so this book kind of came into my life and uh, started guiding my path in, in a new, different way. Um, and that's what I've been exploring since, I want to say, 2020, all of 2021 uh, was this new space. Uh, I'm also a Reiki master uh, and a mentor. Mm, it's very interesting. And I, and I love the the topic of loss and and love and you know especially in life it's it's a it, it, we we live in a world that's everything really is temporary and how we deal with that is super important and i, I mean i think i want to get to that eventually but i think before that i'd love to hear a story of of a time that you were faced to to do something courageous maybe against the odds and a time that you whether it was successful or not would love to hear that story I think the the birth of this book, I, I want to say, is that story. Um, you know, I, I lost my boyfriend uh, two and a half years ago. It wasn't my intent to write a book. I just started journaling about three months after he passed. And I've always been one to journal my entire life. Uh, but this was different. I was writing faster. Um, it was coming out of nowhere, literally. Uh, a lot of things were coming out in the book. It wasn't just about the loss. Um, I explored the loss of my mother also, which was 13 years ago. Um, and then also a loss of myself uh, in the book um, and not having self-love. I realized uh, I realized that through the loss actually now. And it just it changed everything for me. I, that's how easily I can put it. Um, you know, him leading my life Im- impacted me so much that I realized I needed to take all this pain and turn it into something differently. So I just started doing that. I started writing and I started looking into uh, would I get an agent and, and go forward with the book or would I self-publish it? And then I just started on that road while, while I was working as an HR professional. And uh, I've been successful so far. And it's, uh, I've never Ooh. been happier, to be honest with you, in my life. Incredible. There, so there's a lot of, there's a lot of beauty in, in this. One element is just the, the sheer vulnerability of the topic and of you letting this out and, and birthing this, these thoughts you know, if you want to take a moment, but, you know, just talk about what, what that process was like and what, what you discovered along the way, that would be really powerful. Yeah, it, w- it was very cathartic, uh, the writing. Uh, and I'll be honest, every single page that I wrote, I was crying every single page that when everyone uh, reads the book, eventually I was crying the entire time. But I realized also I was healing through that. I was getting out a lot, but I was also discovering myself, which I think I realized at this point in my life, I'm, uh, I'm 47 years old. Um, so at that point in my mid forties, I realized I was altering my life, uh, for different reasons, whether it be for people criticizing me externally or 
partners I was with at the time, uh, society in general. And uh, so so that in itself, finding this new Jennifer, Jennifer was like, wow, uh, you know, it really, a, a new life completely for me. Mm. And there's something really interesting about, it, it almost feels like the law of thermodynamics in a sense. You have one, on one scale, there's loss. And then on the other scale, there's creation, you know, creation of the story, creation of the thoughts that go behind it and the synthesis of the experience to now share this as a legacy that can theoretically live beyond that. And you're sort of memorializing that. How, what, you know, what was, what was the intention really, you know, ultimately in terms of, of putting the book out? To, to help others, uh, I'm a very private person. Let me put that out there. I hadn't been on social media before, really. It wasn't my thing. Uh, in general, I'm a private person, right? So I write this book and it all comes out. And I realize at the end of 2019, and that's when I was uh, done with the book, which was about five months after I started, I realized, okay, am I going to publish this? It was such a private story. Obviously, it's a memoir, but the intimate things I go through, and then I go into, like I said, not having self confidence all of my life. And I think that a lot of people were surprised by that because I looked like this professional that had it together, right? Everyone was looking at me like, oh, she has her suit. She's working in New York City. It's all perfect. But that really wasn't the case. Um, and so when all of those things came, came out in the book, I realized this is totally more than myself. And I knew because I was writing so quickly, I felt because I'm a spiritualist, I knew that spirit and someone else was with me. I was writing so fast and I write with a pen. I'm not typing on the computer when I write. I mm. have to have a pen and paper. So the pen was moving very quickly, right? I, I can't describe it. Um, so writing that fast, I knew it was more than myself. It was beyond just me doing writing that was coming out with my thoughts. It was making me, they were making me go through basically a lot in my life and kind of just put it out there. And then all of 2020, I was contemplating whether I would publish it, to be honest with you, right? It was done mm -hmm. in 2019, but I said to myself, I, can I do this? I'm a private person. Now I'm putting these things out there and everyone's going to know my business. So that mm -hmm. was a big step that I had to grapple with all of 2020. But then again, I kept getting this gut instinct saying, you're meant to help other people. Because I knew at that time, about probably about the, the, first, the, the past five years, I want to say I wasn't fulfilled in my career. I knew I hadn't been that entire time, even though I had been over two decades and I was successful, I knew it wasn't my purpose in life. So with me asking this question, when I was going through prayer and meditation, when I had the loss, it was, I know that this was part of it, that it was coming to me that you're meant to write, you're meant to help other people. So I'm going to, you know, I'm hoping to help heal other people. And that's the goal of my story uh, in itself. Mm. Let's talk about that a little bit uh, more, if you don't mind, about how the how you're able to transcend beyond this, this, this vision of yourself as being somebody who is a private person and doesn't want to share these things to talking yourself into it and what that actual feeling is that now that it's out and you look back at were all of these fears justified? Were they not justified? What was that process like of, of, of accepting um, the fear and walking through it? Yeah. I mean, it was really scary. I'll be honest with that. Um, but I, I knew that I had to do it. I knew I had to do it for other people in general who, you know, may be suffering in their own internal prison, I like to call it, right? That, that because things have impacted their lives because of sometimes society and external folks. For me in particular, I was a young girl who was criticized about her body, her weight very early on. 
And I didn't realize that that impacted everything that I did, every single thing, because it was my confidence, right? So with that, you know, first of all, all of that's gone. And that was the other part of it too. I think that they wanted me to realize it doesn't matter what anyone says about you, right? You have to love yourself. You have to know what you know about yourself and your gut and, you know, what you're meant to do on this earth. So other people saying things or judgment, that's gone. That's gone from my life. Um, but that was, it was a cathartic experience. I needed to do, I needed to put this out there because I said, oh, there's other little girls out there or little boys suffering from society telling them what they should look like or do and so on. I, I wanted to kind of maybe stop that, you know, spiral of keep happening in the world with so many people. So I thought if someone reads my story, just a girl from Brooklyn, you know, a simple life I've had and the things I've changed, maybe that'll help them pick themselves up if they need to and move into a different direction. Mm. So what are some ways that, that some practical tips that you can give for people to, um, step through that and, and, you know, if they're facing some similar challenges, what, what advice would you have them to find that confidence and, and to really zero in on, on the courage to live the life that they should be living? Yeah. I mean, I found it, I want to say through meditation and prayer I meditated a lot. Um, so I, I went, I went, I went still with myself and I had that, those quiet moments that helped me to really realize, you know, I'm, I'm here. This is the, the life that I was given to stop looking at other people and what they're saying to you because it doesn't, again, it doesn't matter. So that was one big step is meditation, which I still do today, every single day. Um, I also got into yoga, um, which got me in tune with my body and saying, you know what, love your body, no matter what, it it doesn't matter. All these little things that people are putting upon each other. Um, and then another, another big one was, um, me getting into nature. I was connecting with nature more. I was going out and walking. I was, I wrote the book by, by the pool that I lived at, at the building I lived at at the time, had, had a pool. I wrote the whole book by water, you know, and I know that that was part of it, the way it flowed to me so easily. So I want to say getting out of nature, you know, whatever calls to you in whatever, which way, whether it be hanging out in the trees, go sitting under a tree, sitting by water. I think that's part of it, that connection with nature and connection with mother earth. Wonderful. And a big reason I, I, I do the show is, I guess, a similar reason. I want to be able to help people make better decisions so that they can and then find the way to embrace the courage to actually take action on those decisions. With that in mind, what what frameworks or decision-making processes have you found success with um, in you know as you approach different problems in life? And you can take this from a professional standpoint or also just from, you know, a more spiritual standpoint as well. But in terms of figuring out, all right, is this decision right for me? Am I meant for more? Um, what do you, what do you generally like to use as your go-to? Well, I mean, my big one is go with your gut, right? I think that I didn't do that a lot. I was questioning things because again, external folks were telling me, oh, you need to have this much time in a, in a job or this many employers on your resume and getting very you know technical with things. And I, I started just listening to my gut. Like that was so important because we have the answers that we need. It's all inside us. I strongly believe that. Um, I think that we, ha- we tend to get into the logic of things and we live in our head a little bit too much and then we're overthinking things. And that happens a lot. So, you know, so right now I, I tell everybody, I live in my heart. And it may sound strange, but that's where I live because I know that my gut is listening to my heart and what's right for me. And that's everything, you know, my life has been been easy since I started doing that. So it's, things aren't as hard anymore. 
Um, but also gratitude. I want to say gratitude came into play very strongly with all of this after the loss. I, I've always been grateful in life and everything I've had, but it, it, this took it to a different level, right? I wake up every single day now. And the first thing I literally say is thank you for waking me up for another day. You know, let's see what it brings. Right. So that strong gratitude that I feel it gets you to where you need to be, right? You'll get the answers. And it's hard for me to describe it to people because it's like, they want to hear something, right? I think that we want to hear something like, I need to hear the bird in my ear telling me exactly what to do, but it's it's very subtle. Like you'll know if you're living in your heart and you get out of that, it may sound crazy when I tell people, don't think about logic anymore. Like take the logic out of the window. They People look at me a little bit like, okay, but it's it's the truth because I've watched myself mess up so many plans of my own because I got into the overthinking of it, you know? So it's almost disconnecting from that completely. And that's not an easy thing, but it it can be done. There's a, there's a passage in, it's called the, the warrior's creed or samurai song. And one of the lines says, I have no strategy unshadowed by thought is my strategy. And it's an interesting approach when you really think about, okay, I'm, I'm trusting in the instinct and the gut and to a certain degree. And, and I like that. I like that as a, as a don't stop overthinking, just go with it. And sometimes that is the strategy. Yeah. Yeah. And then also the other thing I wanted to add is also like when you have ideas and things like that, don't, don't always look for external um, validation. I think people get ideas and they want to run it by someone close to them. It's like, Hey, what do you think about this? And, and I don't think that people intend to squatch each other's dreams, but I think sometimes unintentionally we do it because we start a little bit with like, well, what if this and what if that? And so when I have new ideas, I, like right, they're coming through at this point, I, I don't ask anyone but myself. And then I, I, I start it in motion and then I, then I let it out. And that's exactly what I did with the book. No one knew I was writing a book at all and until I was done with it. And, wow. you know, and I didn't even tell people after that. So that's another tip uh, that I, that I share. <laughs> Very cool. Okay. So as we are working towards wrapping up, um, one of the things I'd love to just ask everyone is just to sum up if they have a most impactful life lesson. Um, this could also be something that you've heard, like adv- advice you've heard along your journey. And if you could maybe sum that up in about 30 seconds or so, um, what would that lesson be and and why is it meaningful? I think for me, I, I have it on my website. I said, uh, always know that you can get through anything. You really can. And I strongly live by that every single day because, you know, I think that God, you know, the universe, whatever it may be, they'll throw things at folks and they want to see basically who's going to get up and keep going. Hmm. Right. So I think that the strongest lessons are thrown at some folks. And I think that's a test to say like, okay, are you going to get up and start, keep going or not? Hmm. And so just know that you can get through anything and keep going. Wonderful. And where, when was the, the time that you made that your, your mantra? Was there, was there a particular instance that happened? Uh, that, I mean, that was right after, that's when I was developing actually my website in early, uh, in January of 2021. Um, my web designer asked, uh, what's one statement that you could say? And I said, I came out with that and it's right on my website, right? When you, when you log on there, cause I realized I it was so, it was so important that it, it applied to everything. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, fantastic. Well, Jennifer, thank you so much for taking the time to be here. How do our listeners support you? How do they find the book? My website is uh, jennifermalamani.com and you can find the book at BookBaby and Amazon. Fantastic. Beautiful. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here. Oh, thank you for having me. And thank you for doing this great work and spreading uh, light and love.
It's important. That's it for this episode of The Big Possible Show. This is Noah Scott signing out to let you know I appreciate you for being here. Of course, if you enjoyed the episode and want to share some feedback, visit Apple and drop a review. That review will help other people find the show, and it also gives me a signal that, hey, people are out there listening. And with that, may the rest of your day be filled with epic adventures. And I'll see you right here for the next episode.